Welcome, welcome to the second episode of Weekly Yans. If this is your first time joining us, Weekly Yans is an open discussion environment where we discuss entertainment, news, and a lot more stuff. So I'm your host, Alex, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Jeremy and Dave, and we have a special guest in the building today, Farsky. Hello, hello, hello. It's your boy, Farsky. How you guys doing? Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. True. It's, it's your boy, Deluxe Dave, a.k.a. Say Dave, a.k.a. Hotep Dave. You know, we will have a good show. You know the vibes. All his friends just call him Dave. You can't do <laughs> <laughs> You don't got to run. What's the word? My name is Jeremy, otherwise known as Jerome, otherwise known as Jeremiah. Also, in some places, known as Parlay. So, what's the word? Parlay. Parlay. <laughs> he yes, go sir. on the sticks. You feel me? (laughs) (laughs) So we have a lot to discuss today, but, you know, we'll follow our usual format. For those who don't know, here's the format of our show. So we actually added a new segment today called Cap of the Week. This will be the biggest Cap of the Week, as the name implies. Uh, We move on to the weekly review where we review an album, a movie or both. Then we move on to the weekly Yan segment where we bring you five topics, five news topics from the last week. And then we have topic one, and then we finally have topic two. So who's ready for Cap of the Week this week? This one's- you know, I'm excited for the new segment, man. So the Cap of the Week is that a Utah school policy has now said that they forbid students from saying no when asked to dance at school function i uh very much agree huh? with that policy i wish <laughs> i went to utah what? I, I, <laughs> what? I don't oh wait oh wait this is recording um no this is terrible this is a terrible policy yeah 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 yo you bugging my guy you are bugging so there's so many things that's wrong with this and this is why i selected this as capital week i mean it's 2020 why would who decided it, this was okay like i'm sorry wait, I, I i i don't understand so if if I were to walk up to Jeremy and ask him to dance at Utah, Jeremy has to dance with me. Yes, that's what it means. In fact, or, it's funny. Or else what? Or else what? No, but it's uh, or else the principal will come and, get you and force you to dance with whoever you. Because it happened to a, a kid. This is how some people found out was when this guy asked this girl to dance, and then she said no. But then the principal saw this going on and then walked up to them and was like, no, you got to dance with him. And I'm just like, this is really problematic. The principal is really the ultimate wingman. (laughs) (laughs) What what happened to consent? What happened to who? True consent. Consent. Exactly. That's the big problem. Like, there's so many issues surrounding that. But yeah. Yeah, but but seriously, I, I don't even understand how how did that policy even pass? Like, is there right. no checks and balances? It, can and he this, just say whatever he wants to say, do whatever he wants to do? Is this high school or college, by the way? I'm pretty sure it's like damn middle school, bro. Middle school? Yeah. You can check our damn. Weekly Yans page on Twitter, at Weekly Yans, and you'll actually see this story on there. I actually just tweeted it out. Um, And yeah, 
the kids look really young. All they, listeners, make sure you follow them for updates. Oh yeah, also follow. And no cat. That's also follow Farsky on Twitter as well. But we'll come to I, that. I, I need the followers, please. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, so yeah, so many things wrong with this. I I, I don't even know where to start with. But it would to me that was just the cap of the week. Like that's that's not something we want to be seeing in 2020. What were the uh? other contenders for cap of the week <laughs> so the other contenders for cap of the week are funny as well um the honorable mention one of the honorable mentions this week is florida man <laughs> i'm Anything sorry you, you know this is gonna be good because you said florida man you know it's gonna be good I couldn't even get past florida man without laughing. i know how crazy people from florida you can actually, and I'm telling you, you can actually search Florida man every day and you'll see a different thing come up. But either way, Florida man accused of sucking patients' toes inside the <laughs> hospital room. Huh? Hey, come on, man. This, That's how you get coronavirus. This would have been cap of the week, but I was just like, <laughs> I'm going to leave Florida till another week because I know they're always going to cap. You see, the, the, the best thing about these Florida stories is that every other word, the story starts to morph into something stranger. You start with Florida man, and then you say sucked. <laughs> and, and your mind is thinking about something after sucked, but then you switch to toes. Like, it, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, but that, that just, it, it's very weird. I, I saw that, and I'm like, sucking toes. He was like 23 years old or something. And I'm like, like it was just random people's toes like some I think it was one person like <laughs> th- that person well, definitely was not pleased he was trying to um suck the coronavirus out of her hey get out <laughs> get out exit on the left <laughs> I'm dead um but yeah that was the second uh cap of the week I don't know where Dave is driving because most of the exits in America are on the right, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) You finna finna get arrested. No, I know someone left. Hmm. Yeah. Niggas driving on the wrong side of the road. Bro, they definitely got exits on both sides, you tweak. (laughs) To be honest with you, they low-key do. But most of them are on the right. Or maybe it's just in Cali. You know, I'm a Cali boy. You know, I, Cali I, boy. I, 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 get out of here. Yeah, yeah. See, if this was three months ago, I'd have been like, yeah, bro, Cali boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anyways, the second honorable mention was actually hilarious as well. So, I, have any of y'all to, been to like a Korean barbecue? Oh, yes. Oh, oh that's awesome. In Cali, actually. Oh yeah, because that's they have good KBBQ out there. Of course we do. NBA. All right. Okay. Okay. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to this uh, Yelp review. Um, this is from Jen Korean Barbecue House. I don't know how good they are. I'm not recommending or not recommending. You. I have actually been there, by the way. Are you serious? Yeah, it's a chain actually. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, so, somebody's cultured. Whoa. Well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know. I'm also half Japanese, by the way. All right. Well, we're going to okay, end that we're there. We're going to move on. Um, either way, this is from Troy M, a disgruntled customer number one. And he says, came to, he, first of all, he gave it one star. And then he says, 
came to this place for the first time and I was very disappointed. We ordered a whole bunch of food and it came out raw. Our server, Rich, was a very poor server. He didn't help us at all. When we tried to <laughs> that the food wasn't cooked, he told us to cook it. Like, what? <laughs> you can't eat food, not Goofy ass. raw meat. If I could give less than one star, I would, but I cannot. <laughs> he mad. So, he obviously doesn't know the concept. Troy, oh. did you even Google what Korean barbecue was before going? Because clearly, how is this not Capital Week? Monday was <laughs> too mad, fam. That that just couldn't be Capital Week. I I just I just saw it. I was like. I'm going to give Troy some recognition for being pretty dumb, but I'm not going to give him too much recognition. So he's an honorable mention. But yeah, Troy, you need to look up your restaurants before you go. I, I would say I would say I would give Troy um, 10 points out of 10 for the bars. My man said our server Rich was pretty poor. <laughs> man got some bars. <laughs> he, got, he got some bars. Well, has bars. But for real, that's hilarious, honestly. Um, so yeah, that that concludes Cap of the Week for this week. You can go check out the Cap of the Week on Twitter. I've just tweeted both of them and also the last honorable mention as well. Um, so we're gonna move on real quick. We're actually gonna start with the weekly review. And this week we are reviewing Meet the Woo 2. That's the Ooh. You're so anyone, I don't know. One someone just tell me what did you think about this project? Shit busting. Bumps in the whip. It's it's great production, great, great ad libs, great flows. It's I mean, it's not a lot of lyrical content, you but it's pop smoke. What what was you expecting? It's that good I like it. It's busting like it's just a busting album. That's facts. I remember um, when I first heard of Pop Smoke, it was uh, Welcome to the Party. And it was in, you know, Canada. It was in Car- Carabana. They just got their own plane, and you feel me? I was just getting in tune with it. I'm like, all right, bro, who is folks? Looked them up, uh, started listening to Meet the Wheel 1, actually. Definitely a great joint, but we talking about Meet the Wheel 2. When this dropped, I'm talking, I'm in my bed, midnight. I'm over here going crazy, you feel me? I'm bumping that joint, getting <laughs> my head back. It's really nice. And then every day I be listening to it, you know, in the whip. It just gets me so hype. Almost got in a couple accidents. It's just mm-hmm. pop smoke, honestly. The that's flow. Because, that's because you product. exit on the left instead of on the right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> the flow is good. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, the... Honestly the production everything was really good and one thing that i thought about this project too was that it showed how versatile he is and i know this sounds crazy because people always complain about the beats being the same but i feel like working with beats that sound so similar and being able to you know have a different vibe on each song that's talent to me that's just talent Mm -hmm. i'm not even gonna lie i have not heard a single song on this uh project um i've been slacking um but i do really love um the welcome to the party remix with skepta i think uh okay i didn't thing, even know that was out i got it's an, a, yeah, amazing it was 
it makes Crazy. the song Yo. 10 times better. Um, one thing I see, you know, on this tape is I don't really see that crazy representation of the drill music that he's influenced by just looking through the track list and seeing the features. Uh, maybe it's more through the beats because I haven't listened, but I think uh, him collabing with other UK, you know, artists, like I want to see some more Skepta on there. I want to see some Stormzy. I want to see some um, LD, you know, some some real drill type stuff, you know, I think uh, they I think New York made it its own type of drill for them. That's why you're gonna see more New York influence with it. Yeah, but I, I think it's always good to pay homage to where you came from, you know. True, like, true. You know how Post Malone did a song with Ozzy Osbourne, right? Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> and Post Malone don't really make they don't really make, you know, the same type of music when each of them was in their heyday. But Post Malone admits, you know, Ozzy really influenced me uh stylistically and lyrically so i think him putting ozzy you, you see all these little kids uh, you know <laughs> the generation after us the millennials they didn't even know who he is they were like oh man i'm so glad uh, ozzy got a chance to blow up off of being on post malone's uh album you get wow. what i'm saying they don't mm -hmm. even know who he is so i think it's important to give that homage to know where we came from I've, okay that's fair i see that i definitely see that but i feel like that was kind of hyping up because I feel like initially one with the Welcome to the Party remix with Skepta, you definitely saw the parallels between Grime and his sound, especially bringing in that New York sound and mixing them with Grime. I definitely saw the influence there, especially mm -hmm. with Skepta. And then again, here with the beats and everything with the production, really heavily influenced by Grime. So I felt like first he kind of just wanted to get himself out there, his music alone with, um, you know, his core, you know, some bass little features, this and that. And then after that, I feel like he was gonna start introducing more grime and like artists and things like that. No, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, with that whole idea, I definitely resonate with what you guys are saying, especially bringing like you know the roots, the UK, um, bringing at least using artists from the UK and you know, I guess highlighting them and highlighting where the music came from. Good idea. What What were you guys like? What was your favorite song on the album? Foreigner. <laughs> you know, I, I, it reminds me of my foreigner. Actually, I'm like, that's hey, no cat. I think for me, um, I might have to go with Element. I feel like one. I personally like Element because that's the most different song on the album to me. It's just, I don't know. It's, I just feel vibe when it's cold. Like dark skins of her melanin. <laughs> oh, so I, I have a quick question. I see um he has an armed and dangerous uh Charlie Slot freestyle. Is that to the same armed and dangerous beat as uh Juice World? Nah. No. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'll check it out because um pretty much Charlie Sloth freestyles make or break UK artists. Cause if you go crazy on that, you know. I mean, you crazy. Yeah, Charlie not, Sloth is crazy. You know how loud he he be screaming. He's like, "Yeah, man!" Like, that man <laughs> is isn't he the one yeah, the help Big Big Shack? Or wasn't it on Big Shack's show? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, I'm does. not saying that he made Big Shack's career, but I'm just saying that it was on Big Shack's show that he did the the thing. Man's not hot. Yeah, I don't know why I called it that, but yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that. <laughs> the thing goes scrap. Um, 
But yeah, that's funny. Um, my personal favorite song was Invincible, uh, track one on the album. I don't know. It was... That's because that's the only one you listen to, huh? No, Stop, I, I wasn't one of those people who, oh, wait, 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 let me act like I listened to the album, but I should just listen to the first track. <laughs> no. Tough. But um, yeah, so Invincible is my favorite track. Um, yeah, what out of 10, what would you guys rate this album? You know, I may have to go a nine. The only reason I'm going to say nine, because I mean, lyrically, it wasn't, you know, yeah, but still, I really loved it and loved the vibe and the sound I was getting from him. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, definitely. Like, it's a vibe, man. It's, it's a vibe. Dave, what do you think? Uh, I think it's a uh, eight. Um, like I like mentioned, like production is crazy. He 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 has a nice flow. He can switch it up here and there. His ad libs add so much to the track. Sometimes it's it's a nice project to just have on like get ready for a party you know all those type of things just get hype yeah out of 10 what would you rate it eight uh, eight yep strong eight strong eight all right um barsky i i mean even though i didn't listen to me through okay two, rate rate his skepta remix Ooh, you know you know i'm a big skepta fan big skepta fan listen to everything he's ever put out old shit like blacklisted so i'm gonna have to give it 11 out of 10 just because oh, skeptics wow. skeptics Wowzers. It, it came first it came first in the song i don't even it think I'd, i i'd heard the uh mm-hmm. original uh welcome to the party yet i'd only heard parts of it and you know i saw i, I was looking up welcome to the party because I was, I was like let me listen to this song and i saw skepta had a remix i was like fuck the other shit fuck Nicki minaj's remix fuck fuck the original i gotta go listen to welcome to the party so um, with Skepta, so I listened to that and I was like, "This shit is tough." I listen to it every morning, actually, in the shower. Oh wow! Okay. Third. Okay. Okay. That's nice. That's Facts. Nice. I definitely listen to that daily, though, because it's just so like it flows so well. It flows yeah. too well uh, together. I just feel that's why I definitely saw the uh, influence from Grime, and I definitely saw it coming later and coming to fruition. So. I was really excited for the potential that it definitely did have. No, I feel you. Um, personally, I'd rate Meet the Woo a nine as well. Actually, maybe 9.5 out of 10. Just great album. He had Lil TJ. He had A Boogie. He had Quavo. Like, just different people and all that. So, so I mean, overall, Meet the Woo, great project. You guys would think the same as well, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Hell yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So um, we're going to go into the second review of the week, which is The Photographer. Um, uh, yeah, what do you guys think about of that movie? <laughs> what was it to think? Shitty movie. I don't know what the plot was. I don't know what they were trying to accomplish. It's a look stiff as fuck. It sucked. Oh, is that that movie with Issa Rae and the uh, Indian guy? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. It hasn't come out yet, bro. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Issa Rae and Lakeith. Oh, that man damn. That yeah. The- <laughs> that one. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. There's a reason why I didn't watch it. 
Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's just I wouldn't touch. I like so. I saw the trailer, you know, and I was like, okay, this looks like a decent little, you know, joint. You feel me? Um, Valentine's Day, you dig? So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm gonna watch it. Got there, fell asleep a little bit. The plot had no complexity to it. There was no climax in the plot. I didn't understand like what the point was at all, you know, because I was really trying to be unbiased because people already told me it wasn't that great. And it was just, I think the biggest thing for me, it was like, it's great, always plays the same role in everything she does. What is that role? You know, it's like the um, awkward girl that's also funny, but also independent and charismatic. But it's not really that funny, but <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't want to say too much because people are going to say I'm a hater. I don't want to drive your listeners away. No, <laughs> get your thoughts off. I'm funny. Yeah, this is off. an open discussion, man. Come on. I, I, I personally um, don't really enjoy much of her comedic style. Um, I, I think it's kind of like corny, like The Office. <laughs> Um, well, let's not talk about hmm. office. Let's let's relax. Yeah, hmm. the office is also kind of corny. Um, hey, like, oh, wait, 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 wait! Come on, come on, come on. Talk about Easter, not the office. Come on, leave us alone. I mean, corn is corn to me, so. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> it doesn't matter where, where where it's from. Corn is corn, but um, yeah, I I respect her grind. I respect her hustle. She's a, she's a smart worker. She seems like she's got her head on straight, and she knows the audience that likes the type of stuff that she does. Um. And um, I, I got to respect her hustle and her grind, but I'm not really particularly entertained by what she makes. I mean, I won't cap on her. I definitely watch Insecure. And I feel like it's a good show because she kind of forms the show around that persona that she creates. So it kind of really works well with that. Like she's the main character in that. So she can form the show around that. Versus if you're making other movies where there's other roles and you're not really like that main role and the movie does not support that role, mm -hmm. it really stands out. Yeah. Is she always that dry? I, I would not know. But she, again, she seemed that dry because she's playing kind of like the wrong role for the movie, you know what I'm saying? In a sense. I don't know, man. I, uh, I kind of disagree. Really? Because shit. I, mean, <laughs> I kind of disagree. Well, like, I, for me, I've never seen any Issa Rae work. So for this is my first time seeing her. I'm like, why does she get so much praise? This is dry shit. Uh, that's how I felt when I watched Insecure. I'm not going to lie to you. That's how I felt. Okay. Um, I need I, I need to watch I, I I think I, I got through the first season um because it was mandatory for class but uh it wasn't bad it wasn't bad i understand why people watch it i understand why people like it but it's really not my cup of tea like at all um it a lot if i don't like things that feel too predictable to me maybe for some people it was unpredictable but a lot of that felt really predictable to me okay i can see that see that i guess if you don't fit that type of vibe of like the show then you won't like it which is definitely understandable yeah well, i definitely would say like if you haven't like watched some more uh it's ray joints 
to see uh and then maybe compare it to how she was acting in the photograph and see if you can see any parallels but i unfortunately know i will definitely not be watching the next movie she has with um i forget his the no, Indian that, that stuff does not look real. like removing i don't know what's going my on. you know past experience when i saw that i was like you cannot pay me to watch that <laughs> well, yeah i just don't want to be this i'm just, man because i i know she had another movie before where um she her and like that girl with the glasses switch places or something a little kid oh yeah, 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 yeah that movie was yeah, bad I didn't watch, <laughs> let's be real let's be real that movie was bad and it was a box office failure so i don't word. know it was a bad you search it up it's a shitty box art. like they lost a lot of money yeah. in that movie. <laughs> i think i don't know i mm, i want to say she fits a better role as a producer than an actor but i'm not sure because also obviously as a black woman and influencer in the black community she does have a i feel yeah. like influential role and she does well at that and you know doing things of that nature and not saying that she's bad mm-hmm. at acting but i think she needs to maybe practice on her versatility in a sense I can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with you, Jeremy. I, I can't even I can't even imagine her like all the roles that she has played, there's nothing um surprising about them. There's nothing that's like, oh damn, she can pull that off. Everything's more yeah. like, oh yeah, I kinda expect this oh. from her. Yeah. Yeah. Like I man. It's just this whole time I watched them, I'm like, am I watching like another episode of Insecure? Like, what's going on? <laughs> but what did you guys think of um Lakeith's part or his role. Uh he wasn't given much to do. I, I okay. haven't wa- I haven't watched the, the movie, but I've watched other movies with him in it. And I think I think I think he's a pretty good um <laughs> Dave, why are you laughing? <laughs> I think he's he's like I don't even need to see the movie day to the photographer to know that he carried the movie. That's true. Yeah, he definitely um, yeah, yeah. he play, he plays his role he well did. whenever he plays the role, I feel. Yeah, yeah um, he does a good job. When he was in uh get out amazing role you know what i'm saying so i definitely yeah. see that it was just there's some confusion for me like i'll go and get into a little bit into specifics of the movie sorry if you haven't seen it don't but um when he, like i didn't know if he had a home <laughs> uh, either at isa's place at work or at his uh brother's house you know what you are right. He, he That's, I'm, yeah, like, what's the word, bro? <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> not what's it. That's crazy. Yeah, I think too. So I think the last thing about the movie for me is like, I saw potentially what they were trying to do. So what I wanted to believe initially is that they um, wanted to show parallels between past and present timelines. How your past or your familiar mm-hmm. past doesn't have to find your future. You can choose your own path, which is what Issa did. But I feel like it wasn't executed well enough. So Not executed well enough. Honestly, all. they rate it out of 10. I'm going to have to give it like a 4. I'll give it a 4 because it was recorded well. Okay. Yeah. And no, I also because um I forgot his name, but the guy was playing Lakeith's brother in there. He played his role well too. The whole family over there played the role well. That's I didn't watch movie. it, but um, I love um Lil Ray. Yeah, Lil Ray. He was fun. He made it funny. Like he was actually a good part of the. Uh, 
I didn't watch it, but I'll give it a coin out of 10. <laughs> coin out of 10. <laughs> what about you, David? Yeah, uh, a, a slight three. Two slight thumbs down. Three, yeah. yeah, for me, I didn't watch it. I'm not even going to cap. So, but from what I have heard, I'll give it a two out of 10. <laughs> so i definitely feel like it could have been remade better and there was just little things that were kind of bothering me too like uh towards like the last ish sense uh scene of the movie um basically lakeith accepted a job in london blah 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 one scene there in uh in new york the next scene he's we're supposed to assume that he's in London, but there was no cut scene. There was nothing saying that he was in London. He was just magically in London at work. And we just assumed it because he was at a different workplace than his New York workplace. It's like little things like that. You know, it was kind of confusing and it didn't lead us well. Also, there was like flashbacks, but you didn't really know if it was a flashback. It was so, so yeah. random. Like it didn't really fit the pace of the Literally. story. It's like, why are you putting this here right now? You know, it's, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird. Last mm. thing, I yeah. feel so, so. What I was also confused is how Issa Rae had a father in the movie, but at the end, she also met her real dad. Like, why'd you throw that in there? I, I feel like it, yeah, it, yeah, it would have been better saying. if, like, she didn't have a father figure. Maybe she had, you know, exactly. daddy problems in a sense ever so slightly and then oh she meets her father and then you know the meeting it doesn't have to be like a grand meeting but you know like it makes sense rather than like oh she has a random father who gives her advice in the movie and then she goes and meets her real dad like what the yeah finding out you have a father when you're like 30 something after growing up with a father figure doesn't really mean anything it's not emotional it's not impactful that's facts Okay. Well, there you have it. That's our review of the week. We will be back next week with another weekly review. Um, and I actually just wanted to use this time to make a big, big announcement. Uh, actually, 23 minutes ago in the state I'm in, Farsky's project just dropped. Yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> True. Oh, I really thought yeah, you were gonna tell sure. us that you have a son. Nah, nah. that was actually <laughs> the second big message. I was like, nah, oh. I'm kidding. But um, yeah, Shuhari is out now. Go get that. Spell that S H U H A R I. Shuhari by Farsky. Yes, sir. R S K I. Do not expect any excuses now because I've just spelled out the entire project. Go tap in. It's definitely worth a listen and uh yeah let's thank continue. you i appreciate that big man no problem man i mean it's good music gotta keep feeding the people good music um Hell yeah. so w- we move on to our weekly yan segment and we start with new story one and you know we're coming to the end of black history month right so Things are just being escalating daily in my opinion. So, you know, people just decide that this is the time to act out and it just has me feeling some type of way. So the first story I have is, well, just very strange. 
It's the U.S. lynching bill. Um, so the, yeah, there was a bill passed by the House on Wednesday that made lynching a hate crime under federal law. I just want to take it's two about time. To, it's about time. To just soak that in. Let that sink in. Bro, what? Like, so they basically said that this is the first attempt since 1900 that's actually made its way through Congress. And it's called the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, which is an ode to Emmett Till, who, if you don't know who he is, he was a 14-year-old African-American boy who was kidnapped, beaten up, and lynched in 1955 after he was accused of whistling at a white woman. Yes. Yes? Yes, that is oh. exactly what happened. Oh, I was like, I thought I was a yes, that's 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 good. <laughs> I was like, of course not. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's that story is like, bro, how many how long did it take? Like, why is that even why did it even take that long? Like, I mean, I mean that that that's that's a complex but also a simple answer, you know. It's just the society we live in. Exactly. Um, it's pretty simple if it was you know any other color being lynched but black that law would have been passed mm-hmm. a long time ago exactly. so uh, it, 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 that's a no-brainer and um it's not even something that you know it, it's not complex to understand that that's the reason why it's just you know a little bit complex to to kind of comprehend that why, why it's still that way why it is that um people treat black people as second rate citizens i mean i feel my life is more is sorry i feel my life is less valued than you know a lot of these white people's pets you know people love their daisies true and their and their and their uh rexes a lot more than they care about me so yeah it's crazy i mean and can you believe that even after this bill was passed there was a some politician in texas i don't want to actually give him any publicity <laughs> by saying but he basically felt that it was like it violated the citizens within certain states it's like how it's like what do you mean by that it's like this is a bill that's clearly progressive and is actually moving the world in i don't even think we can call it progressive like that's just we're that's basic that's human actually, rights i i have the right to not be hung up from a tree because of my color yeah so yeah it's not even progressive i used the wrong word. It's it's just yeah that's basic human rights and, and then this guy's complaining because it happened i mean come on come on now come on like no it's crazy four people voted against it really so you actually saw it uh, a bill on your table say that lynching is should be a hate crime and you said no and for what reason Literally. it's probably some undercover kkk people i wonder how they sleep at night it's like I, knowing I that you it. have so much hate in your heart like that's just that's just horrible it doesn't make sense yeah so i mean but at the end of the day and i i was gonna actually say it was a win because it's in Black History Month, but this is not a win. This is something that should have been happened. So, yeah, right. Just, Honestly, we can't praise a dog for barking. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, that's, that's a great analogy. Mm. Honestly, um, 
So yeah, I'll move on to the next news story, news story number two. This is actually more positive. It's Black History Month, so I felt like I had to definitely include her. She's doing great things. So the FedEx uh, CEO, there's now a new CEO of FedEx. Um, her name is Ramona Hood. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, and basically, she's the first Black woman who's become the CEO in the history of the company. And like she started as a receptionist in 1991. So she has a lot of experience under her belt. Um, and, you know, she's been responsible for like innovative ideas, like, and she just stands out from everyone. So, you know, it's that's that I can call that a win in Black History Month. Um, and also, what was interesting is that, you know, I heard that the company used to have a different name. Uh, a while ago um which robert's express yeah yeah robert's express i was really surprised yeah, yeah I, I thought they'd always been fedex same i i saw that when i was reading the article too it's like damn yeah that's what you call what the fuck is robert branding. express that's what you call good yeah. ass branding yeah robert's express damn imagine robert, being, robert express is here <laughs> sick i'll, I'll rep robert express it to you <laughs> that doesn't even imagine that sounds like some mail uh system that would lose your package <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i'll send it overnight delivery on robert's express no no just don't bother nah, that that shit that, that shit's not getting there that shit's not going there <laughs> yeah so that's uh that's our second story of the week no. oh, i have i have one more thing to say about oh, that oh yeah go ahead that's that's a really good um uh example of work career development like she was a receptionist and now she's the ceo that's 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 very true bro like over 28 years of experience like you know she grinding for this like yeah i'm so proud yeah like that she deserves all the blessings that come her way even literally Mm -hmm. and i honestly hope that she doesn't have any issues with you know anyone in the company because you know she may try and do things her way and you know sometimes when they see black people trying to do things their way they're like oh no yeah yeah. but yeah i'm i'm sure she's gonna be fine uh shout out to her honestly hell yeah so the next story our third story of the week a shark tank judge barbara corcoran lost nearly 400,000 in an elaborate email scam that tricked her staff. And you know what was funny about this story is that she tweeted when she lost this money. It's it's just like and it was just her reaction, you know. You know someone has money by the way they respond to an incident like this. Just remember I didn't say 40,000, I said 400,000. Mm. And she basically replied to the news like tmz broke the story as usual and then she (laughs) she quoted Uh. the tweet (laughs) and she said lesson learned be careful when you wire money exclamation mark (laughs) and i'm like do you know how much money this woman must have it it, in in um in lagos we will say her bar is very long long bar <laughs> like it's bro like to just be able to be like yeah you know lesson learned we won't do it again 
It's like, I don't know. That's just funny. But basically, they did one of those business email compromises where I think they emailed her staff and uh, they told her about some renovation payment that was due. And apparently that her staff, actually, she told her, people that her staff had no reason to be suspicious because she invests in real estate so she was basically like look we got money nigga like this shit happens like as in we send money a lot like so she said that basically she's taking i guess she's just taking the l i mean that's just funny um it's one of those funny stories where it's like wow 400k those yahoo boys are definitely enjoying life right now they're in the club Email scammer scams are getting more and more um tricky. Yeah, I mean it's the business email compromise, bro. Even the ones where they sometimes they'll take over this CEO because I studied this in a cybersecurity class. Because I, I know mm-hmm. people are gonna be like, oh, nerd. They're gonna be like, oh, you a scammer? <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I studied this in cybersecurity mm. class. So people take over like the CEO, the CEO's email, and then they'll use that email to send a message to one of the staff or basically whoever has access to funds and they'll be like hey send me this money i need it for this and then obviously you think it's your ceo so you send it because otherwise you but, but my question is how did they take over the ceo's uh email was the password password <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, i'm not gonna lie to you some people have some very weak passwords these days um and i mean it depends on so many things like there's so many ways people can get access to email so it's that's just- facts i feel like there is also like sometimes being in that position uh people are naive and believe it cannot happen to them so they exactly. do things and are not as careful as they should be that's very true like okay the first thing i want to know if she had 2fa on did you have two step verification on because <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna solve this entire problem but yeah I, I mean it's one of those things where it's like you just people just fall for it and people just i don't know they just like you said they think they don't need the security features and the whatever she could have avoided all of this but um you know it's one of those things it's one of those things she, she took an l <laughs> And she didn't care. She she wasn't like, I'm gonna get the police on these niggas. She's like, I took an L. Yeah, she was, that's what I'm saying. She just tweeted, yeah, lesson learned. I'm like, yeah, I, I need that kind of well, money in my life to be able to just say, hey, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we we'll move on to the fourth story of the week, and this is about Flippy the robot. Actually, Dave, you actually brought my attention to this. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a robot that flips burgers, pretty much, yeah. And uh, I think they were testing it in Pasadena uh, in California. And essentially, this is meant to be the future of, like, fast food burger flipping, I guess, Dave, right? Yep. Yeah, it's kind of of crazy. It's like, that's one of those things where it's like AI AI is taking over and... I think it's really, really going to speak volumes and be completely over once they get a robot that can roll me blunts. 
<laughs> I, I, I didn't think you were taking it there. I, I, I really thought he was about to say something. I thought you were going to say something about character or something. Right? It's facts. <laughs> Especially knowing that he's really tech savvy and tech oriented. He says, I just want something to roll me plus, man. <laughs> I mean, hey, there probably will be something soon because potheads seem to be getting lazier by the day. So, as facts and weed is a growing market, so I definitely feel like someone will take advantage. Ah, uh, that's that's a great oh. pun. Weed is a growing market, bro. I like <laughs> but uh, yeah, what what do you what do you guys think about the future of? Do you think these things will actually work? Like, I know they've tested out. They have the self driving cars and all this stuff. Do you think that these won't have any? I mean, they'll have a lot of bugs at the start, but how do you think this is gonna work out? I feel like it can definitely come to pass because the thing about robots in a sense and robotics is you really perform them to or sorry create them to do the same task over and over again really and that's kind of where they thrive at for the most part because uh, once you get the mechanics just right and they're kind of doing that task then you can also increase the speed productivity and efficiency of it with obviously you don't have to experience human error. It would kind of just be machine error in a sense, which is less than human error. Yeah, and uh, the one thing to, to add to Jeremy's point is, you know, machine error is programmable. So if you're making the same mistake over and over again, once you find out, you know, you're making that mistake, you'll never make the mistake again. Whereas I wish a human, I could be like... Human, humans can repeat the same mistakes that another human did. You can watch someone put their hand on the stove and you still do it so that's i mean yeah so overall you guys think it's going to be like a positive thing you don't think it's i think it's positive for productivity but definitely not positive for you know the job market because yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of people that are going to lose their jobs um a lot of people that are gonna have to find something else to do uh, but at the same time it's it's going to overall boost the economy i feel like when it comes to that where people are losing jobs that can be replaced by robots um it would open kind of the interest in going back to school or at least making education cheaper as a whole if not regular four-year college at least trade schools in a sense because i feel like someone is not acclimated for that job anymore they don't need them so you're able to put them in trade school to perform a better task needed and I feel like a lot of trade schools are going to go towards that like electronic, electrical type of uh, job area, whether it's like manufacturing robots in a sense and AI or programming them or even just like maintenance. I feel like that's definitely where the trade school market is headed to. Oh, wow. That, I think like um, I agree with that, Jeremy. Like, I think this is good, like fast food has a hundred percent turnover when it comes to jobs. So basically if you're not the, like the manager, you're likely not staying there too long anyway. Like you're not going to make a career flipping burgers. That's so true. I didn't think about that. So basically these robots, like these robots push those people out. It, it allows the company to make more money, more money for them, more money for businesses, more money for the economy. And like Jeremy was just saying, like it, these people can either figure out a better solution to make money, like, or invest in themselves. So I think it's a win-win kind of. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, my nigga SpongeBob is fucked though. Then you're gonna start flipping crappy parties without him. Nah, I wouldn't put shit. Mr. That nigga Krabs been working there, at that job for too long. <laughs> right, he finna take over Mr. Krabs' job, bro. Yeah, gonna... we're definitely not doing that. He finna start playing clarinet and go big, but <laughs> go big. Mr. Krabs' job because Pearl not taking it. He finna turn the Krusty Krab into the spongy sponges, and he he gone. Spongy sponges, yeah, flip. <laughs> here, 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 here's another. Now, while we're on this topic of AI, do you guys think it's possible that eventually we will have AI created music and arts? Because I would not listen to that shit. No, no, no. But think about this. Think about this. They already kind of do that. To you what see, degree, though? No, no. To the point where you hear music and you think it's a human spitting, like rapping or singing. But it's really just a computer that was programmed to make music that fits a certain genre that people already like. Because if you think about it, you know, that's, there... what Sp- that's what Spotify kind of does, except there's no robots. They basically push, you know, the type of music that they think you will like towards you. That's why they're so oh, effective. So if they already know the type of music that you will like, the next step is just to make the music that they think that you will like. But here, here's the problem with that, though. Okay, in terms of music, right, there's always the human aspect that's needed, in my opinion. I feel like if you leave it up to machines, at that point, the creativity won't be... Like, you know, you know more about programming. How easy would it be to have, you know, whatever, a program that basically is able to switch up its creative patterns every time i feel like that would be that that that's some some really advanced ai i don't even think we have the capability to i feel that. like what will be yeah. what it would do would probably be looking at patterns from other songs and like from genres and yeah i I, th- I think that if we ever got to that stage um that ai could create like ai could conceive uh things like ideas and music we would be in severe danger because that is pretty much the closest <laughs> thing you can get to being sentient to being human that's facts like yeah, that, that, like... that means that they 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 are not just robots anymore yeah that's very true that's true i feel like how it would start in a sense the first way to get ai into music in this would be like I feel like the easiest task if I had to pick one would be like mixing and mastering. Cause I feel like in Very a sense, nice. you can get that down to an exact science for a certain style that you want. Obviously there's variations, but I feel like you can kind of, you know, put it in a box in a sense. Yeah, no, I makes... can see that. Mixing and mastering. I actually, it's funny that we're on this topic too. Cause I saw a product, you know, Instagram with the, with the ads, man, they got to stop. Like, always i mean i've run ads so i can't really say that but man i always see some music product being offered to me every day so i saw this it was this product it's it's a microphone that basically you can connect to your computer and use the microphone to control your midi in your um virtual instruments or whatever vsts or whatever you have And you can basically use it to control it by, you know, to control basically the knobs and the features. So you can control the attack time based off of 
how you hum the musical pattern or whatever you can make it more distorted just by how you say it or covering your mouth while you and it's just it was really interesting i i wanted to see how, how stuff like that would work but there's just like little stuff people are trying to implement to like to to make it better but i won't even lie to you it might be cool to make music as a producer to like make a beat using that mic but i always still just love the human aspect of like oh let's go in and record and like you know i mean everyone in everyone um here in the studio has experience um recording of some sort you recorded before so you know how it is like that human aspect is always really mm-hmm, just being mm-hmm. able to like come in and like hey let's think about this and, and get it down but yeah it'll be interesting to see how ai takes off man like would love to see how stuff looks like 30 years from now before getting mixes by machines because man that'll make my life a whole lot easier i'll just be like click the mix button and go to sleep it's crazy i definitely do see it coming to fruition in a sense if yeah usually how AI starts it starts with like smaller like not demeaning tasks but kind of like um tasks that you kind of repetitive and relatively simple in a sense then i feel like off of that they would kind of start building in a sense because really what how it does is uh for ai what you do is you kind of take a task and you break it up into parts and for various parts you can assign the ai do that maybe ai to do all those parts or you know one type of device to do one thing one for another you know things like that so i definitely feel like once science in the sense you're able to find those different parts that you can break into they can create that box in order for uh, ai to advance in the music industry okay yeah that makes a lot of sense man like that would be i'd love to see how this stuff pans out in the future um but yeah, that's um, that's our. That, that was another pun right there. You'd love to see how the stuff pans out. <laughs> oh wow, that's a musical. Uh, yeah, we got some bars out here in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we we spin we spin bars out here. Um, but yeah, moving on, we go to top the fifth news story of the week. And uh, when I saw the news article. The first few words was for the second time. And I was like, the second time? <laughs> so for the second time in as many weeks, a professor at the University of Oklahoma has been accused of saying nigger. <laughs> and I'm not saying nigger. <laughs> I said nigger. R. R. Oh no. <laughs> so um a history professor he had issued a trigger warning before reading a document, I guess a historical document that said nigger repeatedly. And yeah, it's like it's the basically I guess the the president um, of the university has said it's common sense to avoid uttering the most offensive word in the English language, especially in an environment where the speaker holds the power. It's like, duh! Like, what did you think? Like, of course, it's common sense to avoid it. But I'm just, I'm just confused. And they say the professor has not been identified. I'm sorry. I'm gonna need everybody who is in that class to go submit the name of that professor to weekly yans so we can expose him here 
Uh, we could be the first one. We'd be like TMZ with the story. So this um, actually, this actually reminds me of a Boondocks episode. If any of you watch Boondocks on Adult Swim, <laughs> where the I know exactly which one, <laughs> where the teacher Dang. said the the N word to Riley, and um, Riley went and blew it, uh, blew it up, and it was on the local news. And the teacher's explaining, he's like, <laughs> I didn't say nigger, I said nigga, nigga, as in. Nick Gug, will you hand me a pencil? Like Nick Gug, <laughs> can you pass me that homework? <laughs> Nick Gug, nah, <laughs> nah, that's that's just hilarious because it's like it's Black History Month, bro. Like, I get it, you're reading a historical document, but it's like, bro, why? So apparently, that basically caused the faculty and staff to have this new policy where every Everyone who basically wants to become a professor or even just work for the university has to go through like a diversity training. And I'm like, why didn't you guys? Wait, that's have not this? a thing, actually. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Why wasn't that a thing before? I, like, it's I don't 2020. Almost, almost every professional institution has that. Like, what? It, I, I just don't even understand. Oklahoma as well. I remember when this. And I was still in high school and from that same college, this one, they sent this lady to recruit people, I guess, from our high school. And um, the lady they sent was like, it was like they were sending one of those Instagram famous women. And it was like, so wait, this is what your college does? Like just send people who look good just so like people are, oh yeah, I want to go to that college. Like, like, bro. Well, it worked yeah. on me. <laughs> but yeah, it worked on oh. me. <laughs> I'm dead. But um yeah, that that's a strange college. Strange, strange man. Yeah, expose that man. Hashtag weekly yans if you were in that um if you were in that lecture when he said that, it'd be funny to know who he is. So yeah, that concludes our weekly yan segment. Um and we are going to move on to topic one. So Topic one this week is transphobia and just everything surrounding this because this has been a, a topic recently. And I want to know what you guys think about the whole Dwayne Wade situation because everyone has actually given their opinion. So, what do you guys think? Oh, it's time to pot. All right, I'm I'm, I'm go first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Dwayne Wade. Okay. I respect Dwayne. I respect everything he's done for the game of basketball. And honestly, I, I could care less if his son is, or I, I don't know, his son is a woman or a man. I could care less. And I think it's cool as a father to accept what your child wants to be. For me, honestly, it's just a little, um, what you call it, too early to start making decisions like that. And to say, and once I feel like if I say that, that's not a transphobic statement. That's just, if it was my child, my preference wouldn't to do some, do something like that if I was in the position that he is in. Yeah. So that's my take on that. Yeah, um, I, I can definitely understand that. I think um, I, I also don't really care what people identify as and what they choose to do as long as they're not hurting anybody. Um, and some people count anybody as the person themselves, but 
I, you you can't control everything about what a person wants to do with their body or with their mind or whatever. But I, I, I think with all these, not just transphobia, but phobias in general, like where is the fine line between I just don't agree with something that you're doing and I'm a transphobe or a homophobe just because I disagree mm -hmm. with you about the way you live your life and I and I say I wouldn't want to live my life that way or I wouldn't want my kids or my friends to live that way that does not necessarily mean that I hate you that does not necessarily mean that I'm prejudiced against you it just means I disagree with you and I think a, a lot of the media has made it so it's very difficult to criticize anything in protected groups um mm -hmm. once once you're in a protected well let me let me backtrack once you're in a protected group that's not black it's very difficult to criticize anything because you know black people get criticism for their thoughts and what they do all the time but you know if you're a homo if, if you're homosexual or any sexuality or uh transsexual transgender whatever um a lot of people are either on one side where it's like uh, I really support you and stand beside you and you can do no wrong. And the other side's like, fucking hate you. There's usually not really a middle ground. But with Black people, there's several gradients to, um, you know, the sides that people choose. Yeah, there, there definitely is. I mean, in my opinion, especially using the Dwayne Wade thing as an example, I feel like just like you said, Farsky, I don't have anything against what anyone wants to do with their lives. And, you know, everyone's allowed to do what they want to do. And, you know, in my household, I would say for my kid, I would, I may not, you know, agree with the same thing. And like, yeah, sometimes people are saying like, oh, you should let your kid do what they want to do. But yeah, I definitely agree that the kid is too young to make certain decisions. Um, and people are are also complaining like, oh, why do you think you can tell someone else how to like, we're not telling anyone else how to run their household or whatever. We're just giving our opinion. And the final thing I'll say, especially on that issue is, I mean, people say, oh, you know you should mind your business and all that and that's very valid you know some comments were a little too wild but they made it public they went on a new show they went they did everything like talking about this so when you when you bring something to the spotlight you should be prepared for people's opinion i'm not i'm not supporting anyone who's you know being homophobic or anything like that i'm just saying when people give their opinions people shouldn't be offended by it so yeah i think overall it's just it's just one of those things where it's like everyone gave their opinion and everyone just feels a certain type of way dave how how did you feel uh he went on this press tour to tell everybody what was going on with his son when no one asked exactly so like you said i don't see how no one was gonna not talk about it. It was the the information was brought to us. It's almost as if we were supposed to talk yeah, about it. Yeah. To be honest, uh, how, with how old is his son? Or 12, 13, I, one of those. I'm not okay. sure. Um, I, I I I don't know 
Uh, by the way, I don't really know that much about his family. So I don't know whether it was he was a son before and now he's... Uh, you get what I'm saying. I, I don't know which way they converted from. So, yeah. um, but the point is, I, I kind of feel like him going and talking about that. While I do see that he's trying to build awareness, I, I think he kind of exposed his kid because... I, I didn't even know that that was going on until I saw it on Twitter because of all the press conferences. I didn't know. There's a lot of people like me who probably have opinions or don't have opinions that didn't know till he went and told everybody, right? So I feel mm -hmm. that's kind of exposed his kid because now a lot of people know about his kid's business that they didn't know before. Because yeah. I know who Dwayne Wade is, but I never really cared about his kids the only thing i know in his family is gabriel union so i mean it's one of those things where it's like you know and i definitely agree with that i actually feel like Dwayne wade was in the wrong for going to the media about this because i to me what it looked like was just he wanted the father of the year award like hey you know I'm accepting my kid for who they are. And yeah, okay, that's cool. But it's just, it felt like you're using the kid just to get more reactions out of people and people talking. I feel that's unfair on the kid themselves who probably disclosed this information to you like on some private shit, like, hey, I feel this type of way. And you guys could have just had a family talk and kept it within the family. And it's not like I'm not saying kept it within the family just because because people are going to start thinking, oh, like you're saying that it's something that should be hidden. No, I'm just saying that people shouldn't tell too much of their business. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, especially yeah. when you're a public figure, especially yeah, I, when you're a public figure, because people are always looking for reasons to to fuck with you. Yeah. And your family is one of the easiest things to go after. So someone might not even care whether or not his kid is uh transgender he might just not like Dwayne Wade and he's just gonna use that to get to him that's that that, that might just be it and I think talking about it uh so publicly while I do see his intention which is pure I I, I don't think he did it for the father of the year award I think um I think he was just trying to be supportive because uh, a lot of people were expecting him and kind of putting pressure on him at the same time to say something because you know the people who follow him and his family closely kind of the the nosy busybodies yeah. were kind of basically they were expecting him to say something like how do you feel about having this is what they wanted to hear and i guess he decided to go above and beyond and say hey uh this is how i feel here, here everybody come here yeah, I'm, I see that. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, but I still have this feeling that it was just he, his intentions was just like, oh, I'm going to use this to get people talking about me. And like, it just, it just didn't seem, I didn't see the point for it because doing that actually kind of just backfires on you because it gets people talking too much. You could have just kept it private, kept it moving. A lot of things happen and we just don't know about it as the public. So, like that's something that you could just keep private like no matter what your sexuality is just certain certain things especially with your children like you said it's your family and that's the next closest thing to you 
if people are trying to get at you so or like you know get you wound up so yeah it's just kind of interesting um that's true but i feel like when you are a public figure and you do hold a lot of weight in the community um things like this you want to kind of claim them before someone else can and then make their own narrative with it because i feel like if you uh, didn't yeah, and yeah. he maybe wanted to keep it private and obviously accept him and everything in private that's perfectly fine you could see that as one way most people may even see it as that way but then there are those people who maybe even have a voice in the community or any type of community both was like oh he's really just hiding this because he doesn't accept him etc cetera, etc cetera. and he can yep, just yep, yep, twist yep, the narrative yep, however like they wanted without yeah. and then it'll kind of just run with it because be before he started speaking on it um my understanding is a lot of people were talking about it and they were like oh what does d wade think what does he think what does he think um people were obsessed with whether or not he accepts this kid or not and uh i think that does put pressure on you as a father because you it, it, we're in an age where his kid can literally go on the internet and see those posts independent of uh, his dad showing him or his friends showing him he, he'll he'll see that shit so um it, it's it's really really puts you in a in a peculiar position as a parent do i say something do i not say something and you're on the the, the world stage when you do say something so even when you don't say anything the whole world is listening uh quote unquote listening i mean that's that's something that we all have to like i guess we just have to agree to disagree on because to me like the just with the same thing you just said i feel like people are always just looking for a reaction so if you get if you feed them more stuff now it blows more out of proportion like because people especially people who support the lgbtq uh community heavily they're like they're basically not happy with the backlash and all that. And it could have, like, I mean, either way, it could have gone either way. He, he kept it um, private and then people say he was trying to hide it because, you know, he's ashamed or whatever. But not really. I mean, it was just, to me, I just feel like sometimes keep your stuff private. But it is what it is. Um, and, yeah, that's any anything anyone else would like to add to that? Okay. Well, let's move on. I think you're real. We'll move on to our second topic of the week, and that is the coronavirus. <sighs> corona, Corona, Corona. Great old Corona. I mean, I I like the drink. It's it's, it's good with lime. I like the drink. <laughs> you know that's hilarious great you said that because i also saw a tweet why am i always saying tweet? but yeah i also saw a tweet that said that some people clearly with low iqs are avoiding the drink corona because they feel like they're related no it, it is related it is related. i see the mouth oh oh yeah, yeah just drink corona you get coronavirus yeah no actually if you drink corona it gets rid of the virus because you know it's just corona Oh yeah, Corona, Corona, it cancels out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's PEMDAS. Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the coronavirus has been taking over, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those. 
It's um it's that it's, person that you don't invite but comes to the party anyways and ruins it <laughs> and just doesn't leave. <laughs> Baby, welcome to the party. <laughs> I love the parties. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, <laughs> really impacting everything. Um, you know. Yeah, you know what's funny? It just smoke. it just touched down in our hometown in Nigeria. Um, actually, our hometown. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, let me just make it be known that Farsi has denounced his Nigerian citizenship upon hearing that uh, coronavirus in the country, and he's now fully American. Yes, sir. Oh, sorry. Sorry, he's not American. He's Japanese. Let me get it right. Yes, sir. Yep, yep. But yeah, coronavirus, what do you guys think about this? I've seen so many conspiracies. People are like, is biological warfare created by the whatever? In fact, Fox News said the Democrats are guilty of spreading. Of course, Fox News said that. <laughs> of course, fucking Fox of News. Of course, Fox News said that. Of course. <laughs> that and I, I looked at that. I was like, "Why is everyone just displaying their very low IQs today? Like, what? God what? Almighty! Like, Fox News. Dude, what? What do you guys? Do you guys believe in any conspiracies, or are you just like?" No, I mean, if you believe that this is a conspiracy, what about, uh, like, in the last two decades, we've had several virus flu outbreaks of different kinds and different swine origins. Flu. Yeah, swine Ebola. flu. Uh, yeah, Ebola. So all of those are government conspiracies? Like, what? Exactly. And um, why? Why would why would someone unleash this virus until everybody... Vi- if I'm going to unleash a virus... Population, no, population control. control, but it has a two percent mortality rate. That's a terrible virus. Yeah, that is very true. That's terrible. By by that logic, that's actually a terrible. Virus. It, it, it's not really even gonna put uh, like a, a significant bump in the overall amount of people that are dying across the world for every other reason. You got to get something with at least a seven seventy percent mortality rate for it to be like I I believe you. Someone unleashed this on us. I get it. Um, some something that must be like probably resistive to treatment. Yes, yes. Then you would know, like, okay. I'm telling you, malaria has a worse mortality, or yeah, has a, a worse mortality rate than uh coronavirus. You'll you're more. No, I was gonna say I think though when people say stuff like that, I don't think they're taking into account into the full picture of what's really going on, like. Yeah, people say stuff like, oh, the flu has killed more people, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, um, the people the people that have been infected and the people who have died from the coronavirus is a much higher percentage than people who have died from this that 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 everybody is comparing these things to. Yeah, so but think- but but the thing is that if you look at the stats, right? Because you know, statistics can always be skewed different ways. Like mm-hmm. when you look at the stats, the majority of deaths are among people who have lower immune systems, are older, uh, and yeah, are more susceptible yeah. to perishing from any disease. It's not coronavirus specifically, right? So, um, I, and I and I I think like th- this hysteria. I mean, the, part of the reason why people are panicking so much is because we're in a clickbait like world where you know sensationalism is 
a commodity. You know, people want to feel like stuff is happening because they got nothing else but Netflix to watch when they get home. So if they turn on the TV and people are panicking about coronavirus, it adds a little bit of thrill to Bob in Idaho's life <laughs> after he comes back from uh, his trucking Bob job to see that something's going on on the TV other than watching, you know, uh, family, like uh, proud family reruns, right? So... Yeah, I, I think people just want to be scared. It's not really uh, as deadly as people make it out to be. You know how much the stock market has dropped because of coronavirus? Do you know how good this that sounds if you are a savvy <laughs> investor? That means buy low on discount. That's what it sounds like but to you, me. But you got to you gotta find the bottom. Where do you, Where is the bottom? Is it now? Is it later? I be mean, right that, back. That, I'm about to add investor slash talk, stock trader slash entrepreneur slash money tycoon to my bio. <laughs> I mean, finding the bottom of the market is it's just look, finding the bottom of the market is just like finding the top of the market when you're holding. You're not supposed to do either. You you like like look, it's slumped already. Mm hmm. Right. If you have cash on hand, buy in. It's going to correct itself in about five, six months. Yeah, you're going to make a profit on that money that you wouldn't have made otherwise. It, it's, it's going to correct itself. Coronavirus is not lethal enough to wipe out humanity. And in that case, it doesn't matter. We're all dead. Why do you care about <laughs> stocks anyway? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> For, while you're on your deathbed, oh yo, I gotta, I gotta make a quick sell. Quick sell. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, but it adds to the uncertainty of the market. You know, no one knows. Like you said, all this clickbait. Niggas is scared. You know, it's and I think like you can't really chart uncertainty when you're charting stocks. Like you can't predict that. That I'll tell you. I'll tell you something that that I I, I know you can't predict stocks, but you look at the hundred and twenty year average of the S and P five hundred, and it's eight percent. That's a pretty good guarantee that. In the long term, it's going to go up. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's been going up for eight years. Yeah, we're on a it bull. We're on, we're on a bull bull run right now. So it's been going up, you know, almost three times what it usually goes up. But it's down now. You buy in. Um, sure, it might go down further. But the purpose of buying in isn't to sell immediately. It's to hold. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, I don't hold. That's, that's... But... I mean, Dave, haven't you been on a day trading tip? I knew Dave was a Dave trader. Oh, yeah, of it. course. That's why I'm like, I don't, I'm not doing that bullshit. <laughs> Farsky was like, you know, the, the point to buy is to hold. David was like, huh? Hold what? Not an ass. It's here today, gone tomorrow. Shit. I'm only trying to hold these racks. <laughs> but, bro, I just, I made $500 today. Easy, easy, easy money. Yes, Wait, sir. That boy. Yeah. Okay, put, you put, gotta put, add investor to your bio right now. Uh, hey, it's it's coming. It's coming. No, but yeah, that's well. Uh, what did you what did you buy or sell or both? So, like like Farsi just mentioned, the S and P is just falling. So all I did was buy puts. If you know what puts are, options. Options, right? If the stock market, yeah, if the stock market is going down, and you buy a put, you make money and. The S and P dropped like shit today, so I made hella money, and I'm I'm saving it for tomorrow because I know it's gonna even drop even further. So 
More money I know Farsky's in his head right now. He's like, oh my God, these day traders, man. <laughs> I, I, I really can't. The thing is that um, it's, it's good. I mean, it's good money in the sense that it's quick money, but it's a risky business. I, I, oh, I've, it's very risky. Yeah. It's, it's a risky business. I've traded before, but I don't do puts and calls. I think that's, that for me, that's too close to gambling. But um, that is gambling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> individual stock trading is fine, but you got to have a strategy long term. If you really, because it, it's good to make quick money, you know, if you spend a little bit too much in Vegas, you know, it's good to make money and then pay it off. Mm-hmm. But long term for wealth building, I think having a diversified, diversified portfolio using, you know, index funds or mutual funds. And just spreading your money and having it in these index funds and just buying and holding, buying and hold. Mm-hmm. Over time, it's going to give you better returns than any day trader. I mean, look at these uh, mutual funds. Only 1% of mutual funds can beat the market. Only 1%. And these guys went to, you know, fucking UPenn, you know, like <laughs> Wharton School, Harvard, Yale, and only 1% of mutual funds can beat the market consistently and if you factor in the actual management cost of those mutual funds it's about the same so you have to pay someone you know to beat the market but the amount you pay them isn't enough to beat the index fund where you don't pay anything i see okay yeah. mm, but holdy nah <laughs> hey, man. i knew david was like yeah i see what you mean but yeah, I'm gonna still, I'm gonna still be up at eight. Because, sure. Yeah, y'all, y'all see um how Tesla stock went up though. Oh yeah. And how it went, it came all the way back down. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it came all the way back down, but I think that that uh, amount actually reflects their real value. Um, yeah, it I, does. I, I see. I, I think it does affect the real. It, that's their real value, in my, in my opinion. You know, but it'll it'll equalize and go back up. I expect once this coronavirus uh, phenomenon passes, it'll be sitting. It's going to be a lot of easy money out there. Yeah, it's going to be sitting around eight hundred on average. Yeah, that's, that's my guess. Yeah, it's about like six fifty five. So for the people who don't who don't know, why did Tesla Tesla go up? Uh, partly because of people like Dave, you know, <laughs> it's partly because of him. No, Tesla is the number one or was the number one. Sh- I think it might still be the number one shorted stock. People like Dave were yeah. like, put, 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 put. <laughs> and, and, and Tesla went back to back with it like Drake on Meek Mill and had posted two profitable quarters. They weren't expecting that. And so yeah. stock went up. It got too fucking hot. Like, uh, really, there's no. Like, a lot of people. Lost, a lot of people made a lot of money, but a lot of people lost a lot of money. Yeah, th- those shorts couldn't cover what they did. Like, mm, that's horrible. It never hit a thousand, right? Almost barely. I think it was at nine nine seven at one point. Crazy! Wow. Just wild. I'm gonna call next next week. Oh, you're making calls now, huh? Betting on them. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just make sure you don't call me when you lose all your money, because I ain't fronting you nothing. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was a good but... one. Hey, everyone's spinning bars today. Yeah. I don't know how I come with it. 
I'm gonna put you in place. No, nah, that was bad. Hey, go crazy, go hey, crazy, Dave. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get out of here. Now, but uh, since we on the money topic, um, actually, Jeremy, you want to do our last segment of the show today? Yes. Invest in me. Yeah. You tweaking, but you know, to end the um pie, you feel me? Last segment of the day, really want to help y'all out, uh, give the knowledge to the people, you know, give back to the community. So, we're doing the money tip of the day, help y'all getting y'all back. Um, I guess I'm gonna start it off something real simple every paycheck that you get, take away a percent of that. Say you want to set off, like, yo, I'm gonna take 20% of that, and then save it however you like so whether you're going to put that in a savings account for some reason or if you want to use that to put towards your fund towards investing just get that and save that and let that be different than the amount that you take out of your check for like saving up for a trip you're using this just as like a rainy day fund or just you know saving in general Mm -hmm. pay yourself before you pay others that's key okay yeah Spend knowledge. And now, please do not put that shit in Chase Bank Savings or Bank of American Savings. They will pay you 0.001% interest. Sorry. Please get a high-yield savings account. Don't put it in those two, but definitely don't put it in Wells Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> because, man, I had to move my savings out of Wells Fargo real quick. Like I'd rather save in PayPal at this point and make because no <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically making no <laughs> yes some good high yield savings accounts with you know it's like Ally Bank that's an online bank that's a good that's a good one Wealthfront's pretty good too yeah um what else yeah. the the Amex savings account is pretty good yeah. too Credit Karma has one but I haven't checked it out those are some good ones. David, what you got for yeah, people? Yeah, so, um, yeah. Um, this morning, tomorrow morning, 8.30, buy, you know, 285 puts. Um, hey, hey, don't, don't listen, six. don't listen, don't listen to Dave. <laughs> don't listen to Dave, the day trader. Hey, Dave. Buy and hold. Buy, buy 285 and hold. Buy puts. I'm hey, you, Dave, buy no, and man, hold. The only thing we holding is these racks, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. Like, I'm gonna I'm say this now. I am flexing in like the next month. So please don't get left behind. Don't listen. Don't don't listen today. Buy wow. and hold. <laughs> hold. Hold the stocks. Just like Hodor did. Hold the stocks. They're going to see that minus 100 instantly go down. <laughs> Y'all should have done a segment on taxes. I would have finna gone crazy on y'all. I got my tax knowledge up. I mean, you could say that for your oh, tip. You haven't said your me, tip yet. So I, don't I mean, that's what's yeah, knowledge. You haven't what you said got? your tip. So. Oh, what's me, your... my knowledge. Um, so Jeremy, well, we we already threw out Dave's, but um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. Uh, probably take take advantage of all the the tax of eva- legal tax advantage <laughs> accounts and evasions that you can make. Like uh, maxing out your four hundred one k is a really good one. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with what an HSA is, but 
health savings account. You can put it away for $2,023,850 into uh, a special health savings account that grows tax-free and it's uh, tax deductible. So it reduces your income by the amount that you put in as well. Um, another good one is a traditional IRA. Uh, I think it's up to $6,000 for 2020. You put $6,000 in, it goes tax-free and you get to withdraw it during retirement. Roth IRA is also good. That one's not tax deductible, but you know, tax-free earnings when you're 60 something and Dave is homeless on the street, still trying to buy puts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm posting my 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 success tomorrow. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. <laughs> if I don't see a tweet, if I don't see a tweet, I know the collection man came to get you. <laughs> bet, bet. I'm I'm gonna put this in my mind because nah, I can't. All right. Yeah, take take advantage of all of the um ways that you can reduce your tax obligation because Uncle Sam will eat you up. Damn, Uncle Sam. Um, my money tips. Dave, you you paying taxes on that yeah, money you making? Point. Shh. Shh. Hey, okay. Relax. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, put it down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my money tips will be. There, I have a couple things. So, first of all, the old basic saying is: if it sounds too good to be true. It probably is. Please don't let the current social media climate fool you into thinking you can flip your thirty dollars to three thousand. Or you hear that, Dave? <laughs> oh my! God. I mean, I'm not talking about day traders. Shout out to my man, Dave. We're gonna be holding racks real soon. But day trader, uh, Dave. Day trader, Dave. Deluxe day trader, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell you I'll tell you your days are numbered. That's what oh, you got. No. You got your days are numbered. I'm, I'm, I'm cashing out Monday and then mm. the market could do whatever the fuck you want. Send out the game, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm taking my shit leaving. <laughs> but uh no for real. So yeah, I say if it sounds too good to be true, especially you know, on Instagram, on Twitter, whatever, there will be people trying to say there's money flips or whatever. And the idea, just to keep our listeners safe, is don't don't do that. They they will okay. Look, they will flip your thirty dollars into three hundred or whatever. But what usually happens is those people are scammers, and there'll be a chargeback in the end. At the end of the day, you'll get your money, but it's going back. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't let greed um, get in the way of your judgment. Don't fall for it. And um, also, I'll say another tip is for our listeners who do not have a bank account or I don't know, you want an extra one, you can sign up through Chime. This is not even sponsored <laughs> at all. But it's just something I've seen. I mean, they should sponsor us, but carry on. Yeah. Chime, please. If you're listening, please, you know, hit us up. Chime, if you're chiming in, throw yeah. us some dimes. <laughs> wow. Which wow. is going crazy today. Wow. Like, he's going yeah. crazy. No, that's. Hey, Shuhari's out, so I got I got I gotta show the people what I'm made of. Yeah, Shuhari <laughs> is out. Um <laughs> make sure to get that too. Um yeah, that that that, that should have been my first money money tip is go buy his album. Like yep, that yep, yep. spend the money on don't 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 buy puts. Put my album on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. wow, this man really is not with the day trade. I'll give you I'll give you that one. <laughs> um 
And then the last, the last tip I'll say is, for me, this works. This doesn't work for everyone, but for me, out of sight, it's out of mind. So mm-hmm. if you can put your money somewhere that, yes, it's always there and it's safe, it could be a different account. Mm-hmm. Just not seeing it every day helps. At least mm-hmm. helps me. So if I'm if I'm saving and I put it in a you know like my Chase instead of my Bank of America or Wells Fargo, or whatever, it's better because then I I won't be seeing it every time. Like oh, the money's not just telling you spend me, spend me. Mm-hmm. Like so, so I say out of sight is out of mind. Definitely keep True. it, keep your stuff separate. And to that extent too, like people don't talk about this a lot, but going out if you want a budget for going out, a lot of Cause I know, you know, people start drinking and things get, you know, you want to, all of a sudden you want to buy a hundred shots for everybody or whatever you want to buy. Basics. Dave going crazy. <laughs> I'm That's telling you, I'm carrying three bottles of Ducey unofficial weekend <laughs> slide. I'm, I'm driving a boat. I'm riding a boat. I'm doing everything possible, man. <laughs> all right. All right I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. <laughs> man, Fars- I got you. Farsky yeah, it's Farsky by his puts and his calls. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's definitely gonna be sponsored, sponsored by, by the puts and calls. Dave is gonna scam all the merchants that he buys from. He's gonna charge back. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot! <laughs> David said, "You just gave me a great idea." <laughs> Dave's what? like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> he said, "Why do puts and calls when I can call the bank?" <laughs> Yo, why are we going crazy? <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, um, yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Even with the, this is the, the formula for making sure you don't overspend. Is um, you have two cards. Basically, make sure one. I guess assuming you have one account that's empty, because I'm a broke boy, so one of my accounts is always empty. So. I basically send money from one account to the account that's empty and basically only take that card out. And that's how I budget when I go out. It's just, I don't know. I I look at these things as a very like, you know, it's just, I I just set them strictly like that. And then just, yeah, of course, make sure you don't go into your banking app whenever you're out or whatever you're doing. Even if I'm, this isn't just like going to clubs or going to bars. This is like, when you're eating out, whatever, um, or you're buying stuff in a different country, whatever, I don't know. But just make sure you have what, you only have what you plan to spend and then go with that and don't do more than that. And those will be my money tips, really. That's, uh, that's it. I, I wanted to, um, you you touched on something real quick, you know. Uh, uh, by the way, on the chargebacks, if you have a credit card, you know, a Visa oh, wow. credit card with, you know, a lot of these companies, um, no, no, this is this is good advice I'm giving you. It's another money <laughs> tip. Charge many things to credit cards. Other than the rewards, the other thing is a lot of these cards have what you call zero fraud liability. So if That's Dave, true. the scammer, scams me and <laughs> charge, charges back my, uh, my credit card on $300, I can actually call up Visa and say, hey, Dave scammed me. And they'll be like, don't worry about it, Farsky. We know Dave. He does this all the time. <laughs> and, and they wipe that transaction off my uh, card. But if you use a debit card, it's a little bit dicey. When If you have something like Chase Bank, Chase always believes the customer. Yeah, if I shout told out him, to Chase, man. Shout out to Chase. If I told Chase that I lost a million dollars that I never had in my account, 
Tomorrow, I guarantee you, they'll put it back in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, hey, that's wild. <laughs> customer, no, Chase, I mean, it's great. It's great customer service. They're actually like... Yeah, I love they, them. I love them. They'll get Chase. on that immediately, of course. Um, and yeah, you know, like, it's and this is great you brought that up because that applies directly to the money flips and the mm-hmm. investment. All the people telling you, hey, I have this investment opportunity and then something happens. Just tr- If you are going to do it, charge it to your credit card because then, you know, you have that protection or i mean paypal has uh seller protection yeah. for selling stuff online. and please 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 do not be afraid of credit just pay off your card uh before the end of the month and you're good get a nice no annual fee card and build your credit history kids because you are gonna need it yep unless you're like deluxe dave who will have all the racks on <laughs> yeah you go he's gonna pay cash cash only cash, cash man with my puts, <laughs> puts. <laughs> my man's gonna put twenty percent down on the mortgage. <laughs> I'm fucking weak. Nah, I'm not there yet. But uh, yeah, thank you to everyone who joined us. Everyone was listening. Uh, sadly, we couldn't get you know any callers for the week. But you know, we have we had our guest Farsky on. Yes, sir. Oh. Happy to be here anytime. We will definitely love to have you on a, any other episode. You you could just jump in. I'll I'll, I'll call in. I'll call in uh, next episode. I really want to know how Dave is doing on the streets once he's wow. home. Wow! <laughs> Dave, I got you. Dave, I'm I'm, I'm pulling the receipts out. Dave, now right. I'm gonna need you to be up. Bro. Yeah, you you gonna have to pull out the receipts because you got to return all what you bought. Oh, oh wow. okay. <laughs> At this point, I really want Dave to actually get up on some racks and be like, "Yeah, Farsky, I'm going to the club, but you're not invited." <laughs> oh no, no, I'm gonna get the section. No, nah, he he has to invite me because I won't believe it till I see it. I mean, that's why there's Instagram. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I, I I have to validate. I have to validate every transaction because I know how you be moving, Dave. That money wow. is not really real. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go to the um the bartender like, did he really buy these drinks? Oh, man. Like, show me on some. <laughs> I'm fucking weak. <laughs> But yeah, thanks, uh, thanks to everyone who's listening right now. You can follow us on Twitter at Weekly Yance. Stay, yep. you know, stay tuned. Keep up with the conversations we'll be having. We tweet a lot, um, and yeah, you can also submit your cap of the week for next week. All you got to do is at Weekly Yance and hashtag Cap of the Week. It doesn't matter when. You can even submit it as soon as you hear this this episode. Just submit it for the week, and we'll uh, we'll pick the best ones as well. Oh, um, I, I got something to submit. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, we will um, we will review that next time and determine if that's cap of the week. Yes, but yeah, um, I'm your host, Alex, uh, Jeremy, Dave, Farsky. You guys want to give them your social media before we leave, real quick? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Follow me at Deluxe Dave. Deluxe underscore Dave. Um. Instagram and Twitter. Uh. Yeah. Like I keep saying it. I'm flexing very soon. Like, and if yeah. you're not on the wave, you're gonna be left. Make sure so. you follow because <laughs> he's gonna be flexing. So yeah, been flexing this time. He's gonna fuck up the timeline real quick. But yeah, 
Uh, yeah, you can follow my photo page at native underscore shutters, or you can follow me at Osei yes, can sir. you underscore C. Osei is spelled O S E I. Yeah. How do you spell you? If you don't know how to spell that one, <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to jail. <laughs> You're going to jail, bud. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. You can add me on Snapchat. You can follow me on Twitter um, at Farsky, F-A-R-S-K-I, 1111. Um, on pretty much anything. Matter of fact, add me on PSN. We can run the sticks. <laughs> okay, okay. And don't forget the most important one, too, is, uh, yeah, follow us on Spotify or your favorite streaming service. Um, like, I mean, in just in general, Farsky has music out there. Go type in F-A-R-S-K-I. Um, you could also follow Weekly Yan's podcast on um, Spotify. You could follow us on SoundCloud as well. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. We will be back next week with another episode of Weekly Yan's. Stay tuned.